Sub Squad, and welcome back to another episode of the Self Love Squad Sessions with me, Kelly. If you're new here, welcome to the club, welcome to the squad. Like I said, my name is Kelly, and this is the podcast extension of my Instagram page, The Self Love Squad. That's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad. And both platforms are a safe space for anyone on a self love journey. On this podcast, I share my musings as a fat, black, bisexual, plant-based eater learning what it means to love herself. Now, a quick disclaimer I give every every episode. As I am an adult, this is an adult podcast, and I will at times use adult language. So please use headphones if you are around small children or anyone who may be offended by that. Now, without further ado, let's just jump right into this week's episode. Sub squad, how are you guys doing? I miss you so much. I miss fucking going outside. Like, how have you guys been hanging in there? I hope your quarantine is going well. I hope you guys are healthy and happy. And I just pray that you guys are in a safe space to quarantine. I know for some people, being at home is not a safe space. Um, And it is such a privilege to be able to kind of use quarantine as like um, a retreat or a restful situation when I know it's not like that for everyone so I'm just praying that you guys are doing well and that you guys are thriving as much as possible in this current situation updates on me um, I got a lot of comments that last episode I sound a little out of it and a little down I definitely was dissociating um, I almost thought about taking that episode down because I just feel like you can even hear that I'm like not 100% here but this podcast is really supposed to be like a journal for me and so that was just like a rough patch for me and I want to you know keep that documentation I want to be authentic with that so that's you know just wanted to address that a little bit um I quarantined for like two and a half three weeks but then I had to go back to work so I work for a small publishing company and our monthly newsletters um have to go out by the end of the month for May for the May issue so I did as much work as I could from home but then I had to go back to the office excuse me and so I've been back in the office for a little over a week and hopefully I'll be done by Friday so the Friday before you're hearing this um and it's been okay no one really is wearing masks at the office um you know being safe and things like that but for the most part it's pretty you know it's it's pretty chill it's pretty relaxed um there are not a lot of people in my office there are not a lot of people um you know that I have to come in contact with so I'm not super um you know worried about contact it's just because I do have to go to work now it's like I'm not really going anywhere else like I'm not going to the grocery store once a week or anything like that just to minimize my contact with outside people Um, because I do live with my grandma and I do want to make sure that she's safe but um yeah for the most part everything's 
pretty chill my grandma's obviously not happy that i'm leaving the house but i am taking precautions and being as safe as i possibly can so um it is what it is and then updates on my mental health i'm actually doing like pretty okay mentally um sometimes it's like an ebb and flow emotionally for me like sometimes i'm super super good and i'm like yeah like we're gonna get through this and society's gonna be better and like all the technology and technological advances that are gonna come out of this are gonna be great and like we're gonna just gonna like heal the world and like kumbaya and let's just like bake banana bread and love each other and then like 20 minutes later i'm like oh my god i want to die like the world's going to shit and i didn't even get to like marry namjoon like what is the point of living so i've been like ebbing and flowing but a super big blessing for me right now has been the fact that i can still talk to my therapist um because i am blessed enough to still have a job to still be working to still have income coming in i talk to my therapist either every week by video chat for an hour or at least every other week and um that has really been helpful on top of just like talking to my friends being able to have my therapist like reassure me that my feelings are valid that like what i'm feeling and the emotional roller coaster i'm um i've been on is a normal response to this kind of like global trauma has just been really really um vital to me like not fucking having a mental breakdown so i've been actually doing much better thank you guys all for asking and yeah that's you know pretty much my update oh actually no i want to talk about a few things i have been doing i don't want to spend this whole episode talking about quarantine um i did have some people ask me if i can make non-quarantine content because it's like they follow influencers or just content creators to get away from corona and get away from what's going on with the quarantine so like they don't want me to like always talk about it so that's another reason why i won't be doing the quarantine conversations um as as previously planned because people requested that i not make this like podcast about corona specifically so a few things i've been doing to like pass the time or to kind of use this as a self-love self-help self-healing time in quarantine first thing i've been doing is practicing my korean so i've wanted to speak korean for years because i'm a huge k-pop fan in case you guys don't know obsessed with bts but i've been a k-pop fan for like over 10 years and i've always wanted to speak korean but i'm really bad at languages like really fucking bad at languages my sister is a polyglot she speaks like 45 i don't know fucking languages like she's so great like she just breathes around someone from that country and then it's like she picks up their language like i don't know how the fuck she does that but like not me you know so i've been slowly picking up um or slowly trying to learn korean and like every time I I try, it's like I pick up something more, if that makes sense. So like I took classes this time last year in person and that was super helpful. But then I got sick and missed the class. And then I went to LA for the BTS concert and missed the class. And then it's like I was I had missed too much. I couldn't keep up. So I stopped taking them. But that was like super helpful. It helped me finally learn how to read Hangul or Hangul rather. Um, or the Korean alphabet and that really helped Um, and I did Duolingo for a couple months and that helped me pick up some grammatical um, 
knowledge and some vocabulary but now I've been using Rosetta Stone and that has honestly been so amazing I know that what I'm gonna have to do is like go through everything sequentially and then probably do the whole thing over um, a couple of times before everything really sticks but if you have the money I definitely recommend it if you're looking to learn Korean or a language that has a completely different alphabet because it's been really really helpful um <clears throat> in my learning process and that's something I've been doing I've been trying to do like an hour a day when I work from home just to like I don't know be smart you know be cute another thing I've been doing that I'm super like not hesitant but I was worried that it would like possibly backfire and that was um, scheduling my day so instead of letting myself sleep in as much as I want because I'm definitely a night owl like I will be up till like two in the morning and then sleep till 2 p.m like what like it's nothing so when I work from home I've been getting up at eight or nine o'clock an hour of like self-care it's like from nine to ten I'll meditate maybe make my bed drink some water get breakfast look at my co-star app look at my pattern app maybe read a book or something like that for like an hour and then um I'll do like a couple hours of work like maybe one to two hours of work schedule a 30 minute break come back maybe do an hour of Korean and then have like an hour and a half to two hour lunch break maybe go for a walk or workout or something like that um then come back and do something else like I've been scheduling my day pretty much until 5 p.m so that's like from nine to five and that has been super helpful but there were a couple of days where like this just the anxiety and the stress and the heaviness of what's going on made it super super hard to stick to my schedule and having that schedule and like because I'm a planner in case you guys don't know like I'm control freak I'm a planner like having that scheduled but then not being able to stick to it some days made me feel like a failure like oh, wow you know I have this plan and like I can't even stick to the schedule like a couple times I was so tired I slept in and then my whole day you know is gone the whole schedule is gone so I've been trying to find the balance between like having some kind of schedule but then like having the mindset that you know things happen this is not a normal time this is not normal situation and like if I have to um veer from you know the day's schedule the day's to-do list like it's okay like it's gonna be okay but that's something that has kind of helped me as long as I'm able to like be in a healthy mind state and be in a good headspace about it and not like obsessed about it and then another thing that I've actually just started this week so the week before this podcast goes out is I started working out again for real before when I was working from home like the last couple weeks I was going for walks like I said during my lunch break I would do like a small five minute aerobic video maybe just to get some stretches in um and or I would go for a walk because I live in a pretty you know nice neighborhood where I can walk and there are sidewalks and things like that but bitch people are not social distancing and it's like bitch get away from me it's like i'm trying to go from a walk and you see me coming down the sidewalk like there's a spot where my neighborhood begins but the sidewalk ends 
And so you have to like cross the street from the opening of my neighborhood and you get on the sidewalk, like on either side of the sidewalk, um, you know, the left side of traffic or the right side of traffic. And it's like, if you fucking see me coming down and you're entering the sidewalk, why don't you just cross the fucking street and enter the other side of the sidewalk so that we can social distance and be six feet apart now because you're taking up the whole fucking sidewalk. I have to walk in the street in order to keep social distance because otherwise we're going to touch each other you know like and that kept happening it kept happening and one time I almost got hit by a car and I was like enough so I luckily live somewhere with like a lot of land I have a pool and a side yard and a backyard so like I've been getting outside I've been getting my vitamin d I've been getting my sunlight but in terms of fitness I had to find a way to get my heart rate up now i've talked about this a little bit before and i'm still planning to do a whole episode and like my eating disorder history um and things like that but just like a brief background on my relationship with fitness i definitely a couple times in my life have had orthorexia if you don't know what orthorexia is it is a eating disorder it's basically like bulimia except it's an obsession with fitness um i've heard i've seen different explanations some say it's like an obsession with with like wellness so basically like using the quest for health and fitness to um validate eating disorder behaviors like anorexic behaviors bulimic behaviors um as opposed to like a vanity standpoint if that makes sense like instead of like oh, i want to be skinny so i can shop and be beautiful it's like you know i'm fat i don't want to get high blood pressure so i'm gonna like starve myself and work out six times a day because like health 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 right but then other um explanations say that it's basically just people who work out unhealthy amounts and then oftentimes don't eat enough food to support the fitness regimen regimen that they're doing so we're not talking about like professional athletes or anything like it's it's an obsessive um quality it's not you know what i'm saying like well your career is fitness so you work out all day it's not like that it's obsessive and unhealthy and so um i used to hate being active as a kid because i was fat i was bad i have asthma I was short and stubby and so fitness was hard for me it was not something I was good at I got made fun of when I couldn't run the mile when I couldn't do you know all the other physical stuff like climb trees people made fun of me and even though I used to dance it was not something that people took me seriously for because of my weight like there's no way I could be a fat dancer right so like I was still never considered athletic even though I was doing something that really is a sport dancing definitely is um, an athletic sport that should be respected so fast forward to the beginning of my serious dieting phases like not high school or anything like that but like my serious dieting in like 2013 and at first it was more of like finding out what I like right so like experimenting with fitness experimenting with like taking different classes and like ooh, do I like Zumba do I like CrossFit do I like P90X do I like Insanity or do I like CrossFit wasn't really big then yet but you know do I like this do I like that do I like yoga and that was fun but then it became this obsession with like oh my god I'm sick I'm not going to make my class today. Fuck it. I'm going to still go. Even though I have like a fever 
or like, oh, you know, I worked out this morning at the gym, like losing sleep to go to the gym, which you guys know not getting enough sleep is not healthy, but I would like forego sleep to go to the gym and then oh but I ate a piece of pizza for lunch okay I'm gonna go back to the gym and take like another class or do another workout thing and so that was pretty much just my relationship with exercise during college during the initial weight loss because the gym was free taking the classes was pretty cheap I made friends that way and so there was like this social this positive reinforcement to work out multiple times a day because it helped me be social and then later um in new york right before i moved down here to dallas it was more so an outlet from all the stress going on in my professional and personal life it was like when everything is shit when my bosses are verbally and emotionally abusive i can wake up in the morning meditate read my devotional because at the time i was a practicing christian um, but read my devotional get up drink my pre-workout head to the gym and just have a moment for me whether i was listening to an audiobook or a podcast or a dope playlist i made like this was my me time right my boyfriend wasn't there he didn't work out no bosses were there like it was just me god in the treadmill and that was great for a while but once again it became super obsessive um i would sometimes work out like an hour before work and then an hour after work which basically meant that i wasn't having a social life i was abusing it like it was all or nothing and that's exactly what happened when i moved here so that six month period before i went to new york um as the story goes if you guys have heard it basically went back to new york the April after I moved here um and then got back home to Dallas and like couldn't diet anymore so losing weight for that trip between October 2017 and then April 2018 um I was doing spin I love spin it's actually so fun and if I wasn't so big right now where like sitting on the spin seats is like physically uncomfortable I would do spin again like if I could find a bicycle what do you call it like a bicycle seat cover that was padded enough for me for my weight I totally would do spin I fucking love it like it's it's like one of my favorite workouts because it's cardio but you get to sit but it's like high intensity um it's just like I fucking love spin anyway when I first moved here um and I first got my license well even before I got my license the spin studio is like 15-20 minutes from my house I literally would spend like the money for the class like the $21 drop-in rate then I would spend like $15 each way in Ubers to get to the class but once I got my license because like before I would just go once a week right because I couldn't afford $60 every day to get to and from class because I was Ubering But once I got my license and I could essentially just fill up my gas tank and it didn't cost me anything extra other than the class fee to get there, oh, bitch, like it was a wrap. Um, I literally would get up, take the 530 spin class. I did that seven days a week. Well, six, five days a week. The Saturday and Sunday classes were like later in the day, but I would go there seven days a week and then if one of my favorite instructors was having like a special evening ride like if you guys take spin you know sometimes they do like those music those like special music classes like 90s hip-hop or 
Justin Timberlake versus I don't know some other pop star like you know things like that and I would go to support with air quotes to go and support my instructor but really I was just trying to get another workout in and one of the things that fitness does diets do this too I talked about this before is that they use the human need for community and they abuse it sometimes they do it well like sometimes fitness people places do it well but like diets abuse that right that's why weight watchers people like oh it's a cult it's because they prey on the fact that most people who actively seek weight loss not always and also not always consciously but it's like especially if you seek weight loss from a place of self-hatred if you're one of those people like I was then you specifically know what it's like to you know want to um feel a part of something feel like someone understands you I mean churches use this too so on the one hand I completely um was abusing that and I was using that as an excuse to not have to go to the gym I mean to go out like to not be social I basically was just using it as an excuse to um like just I don't know just like go to like what am I trying to say oh like instead of being social like I basically would just use it as an excuse to not have to make friends sorry guys I was trying to be like low-key because this man's been looking at me for like five minutes and then he like walked out of his way to come stand next to my car and I'm looking at him like what the fuck is wrong with you fucking weirdo people are weird anyway I digress so yeah I was using it as an excuse to basically not be social because I had quote-unquote friends but of course just like Weight Watchers and any type of diet culture the minute that I stopped being able to pay or I stopped wanting to pay for the service they didn't talk to me anymore I wasn't their friend they weren't my friends so I say all that to say that fitness has been something I've struggled with on and off since then and I have um, exercised since then but it's been like I'll exercise for like a month stop exercising exercise for a little bit longer stop exercising so lately what I've been doing is I saw that Beachbody on demand was having a two-week free special and now Beachbody as a program as a company I do not like I do not like the whole MLM pyramid scheme be a body coach even though you're not qualified and make people lose weight and like underfeed them calories is bullshit and I would know because I've done like six different beach body programs I've done the shakeology I've done all that but I have to say that they are some of the best work from home like workouts they're literally some of the best, if not the best, that you can get. And on demand, the Beachbody on demand means that you don't have to physically buy the CDs. You can stream them anywhere on Amazon Fire Stick or Apple TV or your phone or your laptop or anything like that. So I went ahead and signed up for the trial and then I saw that they had 
a um I saw that they had a new program that I never heard of called UV, like the letter V, and the number two. So UV2. And it basically stands for like U version two or like you versus yourself. It's two in Spanish or Portuguese because the instructor is, I believe he's Brazilian. And it is so much fun. So the jargon in the videos normally for beach body is like super diety. Like, oh you guys do this, you can drop the pounds and tone your tone your body this jargon so far i've only been like i said this is my first week and it's a four week like program and i'm gonna do it i could switch around the videos but i'm gonna do it you know according to the calendar but the jargon in this video is literally like so self-loving it's like do this because you love yourself like i love you i'm proud of you do the best you can like you're doing this so that you because you love yourself like you're doing this because you care about yourself like i'm so proud of you and um I love that. I will say, though, that the jargon in the printed material, so because I have the on-demand, it's online, it's not like paper, but if you were to buy the actual DVDs, it would be like booklets that come with your package. The jargon in the meal plan and the jargon in the journal are really diety. The meal plan is like super bland diet food. The portions are unrealistically small considering like the program is basically geared towards beginner fitness people which basically means fat people like that's ridiculous it's just ignore that if you're gonna do it like do do what i do and just fucking ignore that information but i love the workout it's like it's like low intensity cardio dance workout but it's fun it's great it's lighthearted. and what i really really love is that they have plus size people in the video so the instructor he's like slim he's kind of got a little bit of a dad bod um but there are like plus size women like size 20 size 18 plus size women in this video and i absolutely love it but it's weird because it's almost it almost feels like this performative type of fatness that they're portraying so if you've ever done a beach body workout or if you've even seen like the insanity video with shanti before funny story he actually goes he actually was um he went to my college we both went to Rowan University and I met him one time and his husband and he's like so sweet love him um but if you ever like have seen one of his videos or uh, p90x or anything like that then you know those fitness people the fitness models in the video they I mean yeah technically they're probably wearing makeup because they're filming but it's like super natural minimal breathable makeup they're not really wearing jewelry maybe they're wearing like an apple watch or a fitbit or something but they're not really wearing jewelry they're not really wearing like heavy makeup or any makeup at all and their hair is super simple it's like up in a bun if they have hair it's like up in a bun or it's like tied back in a ponytail something that like makes sense for fitness why do these big girls have on full faces of fucking makeup with like lined lips and they're wearing jewelry like real jewelry like earrings and stuff and like they're super happy but like unnaturally happy like not like normal oh i'm in a fitness video happy like they're they're like super jolly they're smiling the whole time they're dancing around one girl's like twerking at the dance break like it's just super performative and it's fucking weird it like kind of freaks me out
So a couple days ago, I was on Facebook and a friend of mine made or rather reposted um, a post that basically was saying that you should boycott Dolls Kill, the women's, like, do they sell men's? No, I think it's just a women's, like, alternative online retailer because they steal artwork from independent artists and mass produce it. Now, this is an issue that's been going on for years, forever. Everything from the Zara situation, like, seven years ago, if you guys don't know. Zara had a class class action lawsuit brought against them by a whole bunch of independent artists because they were flat-out stealing their designs. And Zara's response to the artist was basically like, either drop the lawsuit or we will draw this out so long that it fucking bankrupts you guys because we're Zara and Zara and you're not shit to Shein and Romwe and those kind of like really really cheap fashion sites stealing art from people's Tumblr and DeviantArt sites um this girl I follow posted like six months ago nine months ago about a girl who makes like these really cool like artsy boot designs and she and literally ripped her design and like printed it on a pair of go-go boots um so this is like nothing new but what bothered me about hearing about it like not necessarily about what they did but just like my initial emotional reaction was obviously like anger I support the arts. I love art. I don't necessarily know if I consider myself an artist, but I definitely am an art appreciator. My friends are artists. You know, most of my friends in New York are creators of some kind. So obviously that pissed me the fuck off that a big corporation is ripping off, um, you know, small businesses. But then I felt almost like a personal pain because Dolls Kill is one of the few places that offer alternative plus-size clothing. And I realized that, once again, I am faced with the pain of doing the right thing. And that's, like, what I want to talk about today. Um, I'm sitting in a Wendy's parking lot. I just had a number six. I'm drinking a pink lemonade. I just want to, like, set the scene for you guys. It's like 80 degrees outside, but I have my windows rolled up and my car turned off so that you guys can hear me. So I'm sweating a little bit. This white lady next to me is staring me down. I don't know what's up with people staring at me this week. Mind your fucking business. Social distance that ass. Um, And I'm just chilling in a parking spot. So this is I'm going to specifically be talking about when it relates to like boycotting businesses because obviously like doing the right thing varies contextually per like situation but as a plus size woman it is already really 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 hard and I know I mentioned this like three episodes back it is really hard for me to express myself with fashion and 10 years ago especially like in middle school and high school I stopped trying I stopped trying and I feel like as a girl I especially a very fashion interested girl as opposed to like oh I'm just a girl so I dress up like no as someone who specifically is like into fashion 
I feel like I lost out on pivotal years of figuring out my style, figuring out my aesthetic, and just having fun with fashion that my skinny counterparts got to have. And so now, you know, fast forward, and not every fat girl shops at Ashley Stewart or Lane Bryant or Catherine's. Now we have options. We have a plethora of brands that um, specifically cater to us. You know, we have Eloquy and we have, you know, all these other new up and coming plus size only brands. And then we also have, because of the um, rise of the body positivity size inclusion movement in fashion, we have brands like Anthropology adding plus lines, or um, I believe it's Ann Taylor, or maybe it's Loft, where they don't necessarily have a plus line, they just extend the sizes um, for certain pieces, you know? So we have a lot more options than we did before and by no means is it perfect I mean I could do a whole episode about the fact that a 3x is not fucking size inclusive is the bare fucking minimum like if you're starting a new brand in 20 fucking 20 and you don't at least go up to a 3x and I mean a real 3x like not that fabletics oh our 3x is really only a 22 nah bitch like a real 3x then don't even open like don't don't do it don't do it so like even the options were given I guess the point I'm making is like even the options were given there's problems you know like we're still being forced to shop online because stores even that carry our lines or carry our sizes don't carry it in store like did you know J Crew makes plus clothes for women I had no idea I have loved J Crew for the longest time and in fact um when I lost a lot of weight in New York that was like my first big purchase was buying a blazer from j crew because they normally go up to a 16 and i spent like a hundred dollars on it it didn't even fit it was on sale it didn't even fit it was tight in the arms because i have naturally big arms and i still bought it anyway and so here it is like damn i live like down the street from a j crew but because they don't advertise that they sell plus they don't have it in store there's no way that i would have known right and so it's like not only do we have limited options the options we have are flawed right but then shit like this happens like what i mentioned with doll's kills happened or the issue with asos where they had very fat phobic halloween costumes last year and that it's been going around and there's been actual proof of it that they are um or they had been calling out um sex worker influencers who were doing reviews of their clothing and asking them to not shop there canceling their accounts canceling their partnerships to be an influencer with them and basically demonizing sex workers or discriminating against sex workers right so then i stopped shopping at asos then um this one i'm not quite sure i haven't um seen too much actual proof i personally like to investigate Um, for myself and draw conclusions from myself not necessarily do you know just word of mouth but um a brand called i think co-edition they're like a 
they're not a clothing line, but they're a, cl- a plus-size clothing boutique. So they sell from a lot of different brands. They sell, like, City Chic and Eloquy and, um, like, more indie brands. And you can, you know, buy everything in one place. There has been some speculation that they mistreat their employees of color and their few plus-size employees. Like, how can you be a plus-size brand but you don't really hire fat people and, like, wanting unpaid labor from the fat employees to like model the clothing but not paying them for their extra time and things like that and so I never bought anything from them anyway but like when I heard that I just was like fuck it you know it's like one one less resource um and then of course the fabletics thing now fabletics didn't actually do anything bad like they're not they're not bad a lot of these brands have done you know unethical things um like, for instance, H&M with their racist advertising or um, the whole fiasco with the plus size line where they basically, if you didn't hear, when they first dropped the H&M Plus, there were rumors that someone had said that they basically didn't want to drop the collection and then they made, I don't know if you remember that, like, really shitty first collection as, like, an excuse to be like, oh, we tried, but the fat people aren't buying they had repercussions they pulled the line and then they relaunched it and apparently actually it looks really really good but after that which like I said I didn't actually have proof of so I kind of let it go but then to have the whole like the coolest monkey in the jungle debacle last year I just really haven't been shopping there um but the Fabletics the issue I have with Fabletics is less of a like they're bad they did something bad type of issue but more of a just like simple ethics like business ethics and the issue I have is this is that Fabletics clothes specifically run small like purposefully run small but they still tote size inclusion inclusion so they're basically butchering and abusing the body positivity movement while still demonstrating that they are not inclusive So, I believe, I don't have time to pull up the size chart, but I believe it is something to the effect of, like, their 2XL is, like, just an 18. Like, I don't think it's, it's a 18-20, I think it's, like, a 16-18. Then they go up to, so, you know, they have large, extra small, all the way to large, extra large, 2XL. Then they do a 1X, and that's, like an 1820 or something like that then they have a 2x in addition to the 2x to the 2xl they have a 2x but the 2x is like an 1820 okay then they have a 3x and the 3x is a 2022 now as of this year they launched a 4x but the 4x is a 2224 and if you're plus size which i know a lot of you are then you know that by standard sizing that is completely incorrect a 3x is a 2224 and a 4x is a 2628 go to any lane bryant and you can figure that out and while some people have argued especially like <clears throat> skinny people have argued with me to like oh there's no industry sizing and like vanity sizing it is speci- it is 
more so harmful to be a fitness brand and do vanity sizing than it is, in my opinion, to be a regular brand and do vanity sizing because of the fact that a lot of the plus size people in your clothes, you you shouldn't assume, I know, but are probably working out because they want to lose weight. Shit, even some of the skinny people are probably working out because they want to lose weight. Some people, like myself, do work out because it just makes us feel good, but a lot of people in the world work out to lose weight. And so imagine thinking, okay, I already don't like myself, I already have body issues, but I'm going to look so cute in my Fabletics because their clothes are super cute. They're overpriced, but they're super cute. And then you go, okay, I wear a 3X, and I know for sure I wear a 3X. And you get a 3X and it doesn't fit because you're a 24 down to 22, right? Like it is harmful to your customers and so we know with all these these companies doing these just unethical things it puts me the consumer in a bad position because like I said at the beginning of this as someone who already has limited resources and limited options in shopping I now in, in order to sleep at night and essentially do the right thing consciously and spend and like put my money where my mouth is and put my money where my beliefs are, I now have even less options to shop from. And especially when the options that I'm no longer shopping at are more affordable brands. Because, right, because I don't have to shop at H&M. I don't have to shop at ASOS. But I could afford H&M and ASOS a lot more than I can afford Eloquii which has sometimes similar similar styles of clothing. But for like one piece of Eloquii, I could have two to three pieces from H&M or two pieces from ASOS, right? And so in order to do the right thing, I'm getting punished. It is now even harder for me, a size 24. Mm. This strawberry lemonade hits differently when we're quarantined. This shit is good. Excuse me. It is even harder for me now to get clothes because I've seen some like really cute pants and I'm like, oh, I totally want to buy those. And then I see them and they're from ASOS. And I'm like, why does no good deed go unpunished? Right, because nobody gives me a gold sticker for not shopping at a store that secretly hates fat people. Like, no one's going to, like, give me a coupon to to Macy's to buy, you know, expensive plus-size clothes or, you know, Lord & Taylor, wherever. Like, no one's going to reward me for doing the right thing. Instead, I'm simply getting punished. And I guess another thing that's really just been brought on my mind is, like... I think it was, yeah, it was the coronavirus eating disorders and racists oh my episode where I talked about how recently my triggers for weight loss has specifically been about like fashion and being able to express myself. This situation directly, I know it does, directly affects my feelings about my body because dolls kill in terms of what it does for skinny people isn't special like 
they have cute stuff, but I know plenty of online stores that sell very similar merch for skinny people. The problem is if you wear more than, like bigger than a size 12 to 14, you're shut out of that market. And so for any of my big e-girls, my plus size e-girls, my more gothic chicks, if you do the right thing and do not support dolls kills, you now are shut out of luck. And the people telling me like, oh, you're doing the right thing because you're not putting your money there. They have options. They still get to dress the way they want to dress. They're not already disenfranchised by the fashion industry. And so I guess I want to leave with this question. What do we do? What do you do as a plus size consumer when you already feel like the things you want are inaccessible, either financially or simply because they're not made in your size? And then the few resources you do have do something unethical or that don't line up with your morals. What do you do? Do you just look the other way? Or do you stand up for yourself? Do you stand up for the community and for the morals that you swear that you stand by? And do you just suffer the consequences of doing the right thing? Also, if you're not plus size and that question doesn't affect you, I would like to leave you with this thought. You ready? Please stop fucking telling fat people to just make clothes themselves or to just do it themselves. I am so fucking sick of complaining about plus size fashion and having my skinny friends be like "Ah, be the change you want to see Kells make start a clothing line bitch I can barely pay my student loans and you want me to make a clothing line how about people start being fat phobic how the fuck about that it happens with race it happens with any disenfranchised group the people who are in the social majority who are in the privileged category always try to throw the responsibilities on the people who are already being disenfranchised so if you are friends with a fat person and they have come to you about the issues they're having finding clothes do not throw that responsibility in their face they're not responsible they're not responsible for the mistreatment that they have received from the fashion industry It is not their fault. So that is it for this week's episode. I hope you all are doing well, staying inside, staying safe. I hope that everything is going well for you guys. As always, 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 you know, you can catch me on the gram at the self-love squad with underscores in between all the words y'all know the deal i love you guys so much also shout out to the people that have rated this podcast five out of five stars i see you i appreciate you thank you so much you have no idea how much that means to me this has been a uh, uh, this has been a passion project that i've been doing pretty faithfully since the beginning of this year Um, And it means so much to me that you guys are here, that you're listening, that we have this little community. So thank you so much. Like I said, be safe, guys. I love you and I will see you next time. Bye.